Join us for this episode where we unpack our 2023 edition of key year-end planning strategies for those nearing or embracing their retirement years. We're going to get into that conversation with Michael Stewart this week here on Retirement Success Blueprint. There are many factors that contribute to success, skill, good work habits, positive mental attitude, and of course, proper planning. So let's head to the drafting table and get this retirement success blueprint underway with Michael Stewart of Crystal Lake Tax and Financial. I'm your co-host, Mark Killian. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome into the podcast. Thanks for joining Mike and I as we're going to talk about end of the year items to think about on your checklist as the year is winding down for 2023. We're going to touch on a few different categories, so stay with us as we go through all this good stuff. And hopefully you'll find a useful nugget of information for yourself along the way as we chat about this because the year's flown by. We are into November. What's going on, my friend? How are you doing this week? I'm doing well. I am just looking forward to Turkey Day right around the corner and then, of course, the holidays after. Yeah, man. Turkey Day is my favorite. You know, it's like all the all the uh, holiday stuff comes out and, you know, and it's always like right from Halloween to Christmas. Right. And I'm like, hey, don't overlook Turkey Day. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. There's too much good food to be had. That's right. Don't mess with my, my holiday. So I love it. So but we got a lot to unpack, Mike. So let's dive in here because there's a lot of things to think about. And like I said, the year is just it seems like October actually was almost non-existent. It was like just gone. Right. In a hot second. So let's go through some things folks might want to have on their radar. Let's start with general planning and investment strategies. What are a couple items that you'd probably put on this list? Yeah, two things as we approach the last you know month or two of the year is first thing is going to be just uh, rebalancing and taking a look at your risk. I mean, that's always you know something that should be top of the list. But more importantly is we've had a pretty volatile year. First half of the year in general, kind of from a market perspective, rallied. And then Basically, from end of July at the market highs through October, it was about a 10% sell-off across the board, still up for the year at the time of this uh, taping. But at the same time, we just want to make sure that are we comfortable with the risk that we have because we're going into an election year next year, the Fed's paused on interest rates, the economy's slow. And so we just want to use it kind of as a fire drill to make sure we're not taking too much risk. Or if maybe we've gotten a little out of whack, we want to rebalance before year end. Mm -hmm. Another thing is, because the timeliness that, you know, come January 1, when the calendar flips, you lose opportunities that might be out there for this calendar year. So if you contribute to 401ks or thrift savings plans, you know, your work-related retirement plans, you might want to make sure that you're maxing out your contributions before the end of the year. Because once again, once January 1st hits, you lose that opportunity. Okay. Well, speaking of you know retirement accounts, let's talk about taxes a little bit here. Um, RMDs, I'm sure uh, we should look at some of that situation from that standpoint, but also tax loss harvesting. What, what is that? And you know what should people know? Yeah, from a tax perspective, there really are two very timely things. So one is required minimum distributions. So for those individuals that are, you know, 70 and a half all the way plus, depending on when you turned, you know, 70 and a half or 72 or 73, depending on all the different RMD rules that, that have been out there the last few years, right, right. is you, you have to take out a certain amount of money out of your pre-tax IRAs, 401ks, those kind of accounts. And if you don't, it's up to a 25% penalty if you don't get that out before the end of the year. So definitely, you know, take a look at your pre-tax accounts if this applies to you well over 70 and make sure you get that required minimum distribution out. The second part of that is for those of you that aren't RMDH, but you've got some non-retirement accounts 
that, you know, joint accounts, individual accounts, trust accounts that maybe, yeah, some things are up, but some things are still down. Maybe they didn't even recover from last year. You might be able to take advantage of something called tax loss harvesting. Tax loss harvesting is you take a look at those non-retirement accounts. And if let's say you've got a stock you bought at $100, it's at $80 right now. You could sell that and take a $20 loss against your income and against other capital gains in your portfolio. So a lot of times what we do this time of year is when we're looking over with clients, going through the reviews, if there's tax loss harvesting opportunities, we might say, well, hey, this stock, this big tech stock's really kind of, you know, it's up 20% for the year. But some of these other things are down because of the sell-off last year. Could we sell some of the losers, sell some of the winners, and still rebalance the portfolio but not owe any taxes? You know, that's being proactive on the tax loss harvesting. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. And so we, we've identified, again, some kind of multiple categories here we want to go through. So we're going to kind of fly through these a bit. So if you have questions, of course, the great thing about a podcast is you can always go back through and, and listen, pause something if you heard something that, you know, kind of sparked your interest and you weren't quite, I uh, didn't quite, quite grab it the first time, just back it up, listen to it again. But certainly make sure that you reach out on any of this stuff and talk with a qualified professional before you take any action. Uh, and of course, Mike and his team are here to help at crystallaketax.com. Uh, what about insurance and healthcare conversations, especially as the year's winding down? Yeah. So whether it's marketplace coverage or more specifically, you know, your work-related coverage or even just things like Medicare right now, we're in what they call the open enrollment season. Yeah, that's still that's December, where, right? Uh, correct. Yeah, that'll take you to about the mid-December. So from October through about mid-December, you have the ability to say, all right, last year I signed up for this specific Medicare supplement, you know, to go along with your Medicare Part B and D. And then you get to say, okay, but I get to change that once a year to either maybe a different plan that might work better for me right now, or maybe you got some surprises from the prior plan that you thought it was going to cover something and maybe it didn't at the level that you wanted to. So the government gives you one opportunity every year called open enrollment to actually make those adjustments. So whether it's your work-related plans that are now just saying, hey, we're flipping into here's what, you know, select your plan for next year, or it's picking your Medicare supplements. You don't want to just let that go by. You want to take a look at all the options that are available for you. Yeah, definitely want to make sure that we're having those conversations too. And, you know, the good thing about some of this stuff on this list is, you know, with the holiday season upon us, Mike, we're getting together with family and loved ones. So it's a good idea to have, you know, maybe bring up some of these things with your adult children or or maybe even your own parents, right? Because they're, you know, my mom's in her 80s or whatever the case is. So just making sure that you're having some of these conversations with not only your spouse and your loved ones, but your other immediate family as well. And speaking of them, let's talk a little bit about lifestyle and income. A couple of big ticket items here, obviously, especially with this, this is an arena where we're probably going to think about it a little bit more than maybe some of the X's and O's because it kind of impacts us more on a daily basis, maybe? Yeah, so there's a lot of, lot of things to unpack here. Things like, you know, your budgeting, uh, where your different income sources have come in for the year, and also how they need to look for 2024 as the calendar flips. Are there certain things you should be repositioning now mm -hmm. to get the income level you need next year? But also even kind of rolling it back to the tax side of it related to your Social Security and your income. We just met with a client uh, just before we got on here that we said, OK, you know, our income for the year is going to be Social Security. And that's it so far. You know, a little bit of bank interest, but Social Security. So they get about $60,000 of Social Security for the year. Now, if all you get is Social Security is your income, none of that is taxable to you over the course of the year. So, but you still get a standard deduction in this case, the clients are over 65, so they get almost a $30,000 standard deduction. So their income for the year is actually minus $30,000, even though they got $60,000 of walking around money. Mm. Why that's important is 
we can go to their IRA accounts, their pre-tax accounts that normally would be taxable and take out $15,000, $30,000 a year, either convert it into a Roth or even just put it in their checking account or money market, you know, making 5% of the bank and pay little to no income taxes. So that's part of also taking a look at where are we at at this stage for our income year to date? Are there some tax things that we could take advantage of right now that are going to go away on December 31st? Or do we? how do we reposition ourselves going into 2024 for the lifestyle and the income that we need? Yeah. You know, and I think when you're thinking about lifestyle, income, and just having those those conversations with not only yourself and your your spouse, but also your financial professional, don't forget to have those conversations about just your what life's going to look like, you know, the activities, things of that nature as a new year, you know, kind of approaches. And I think when we're thinking about the holiday season too, we tend to get really busy and kind of sidetracked with thinking about just holiday stuff. So don't forget to think about, you know, the, the new year right before it actually gets here. Don't wait till the last second. Uh, real estate, anything there? I mean, obviously the rates aren't great right now, Mike, but if relocation or downsizing was on your original agenda, don't necessarily let the the housing market prices or even the rates totally stop you. It still could be a viable conversation, but you want to run those numbers. Yeah. On the real estate side, and this is especially over the last you know six months or so, you've got you know mortgages at seven and a half, almost 8%. Uh, I think the last thing I saw is something like over 90% of mortgages are below uh, 4% right now. So anybody that has a mortgage, they're not selling because, you know, they don't want to go pay 7%, 8% on the the next home. So, you know, but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't take a look at it. So, you know, whether you're going to do something between now and the end of the year, the way you look at it is, is a move on the in the cards for you on the table going into 2024? Start planning now, not only on how you're packing things up and, mm-hmm. you know, what you're keeping, what you're donating to get that tax deduction, you know, by the end of the year, but also when you're going to put your home on the market, if you are going to sell, because, yeah. you know, spring typically is going to be the best time that you want to consider that just because people are starting to shop around for schools and things like that. But that's not something that, you know, on March 1st, you wake up and say, hey, I'm going to list my house, you know, you might have 20, 30 years of history attached to there and a a lot of stuff with it. So you definitely want to kind of take into account not only the financial side of what that move is going to look like, but just the timing and just make sure you don't get overwhelmed at the same time. Yeah. I was talking with a friend the other day, Mike, and they were like, yeah, you know, originally their retirement plan was to downsize. And they're like, what what the, you know, the way the market is, I just don't think it's a good idea. And I was like, look, I strongly encourage you to just go talk to your advisor again and run those numbers. And so they went through and did that whole process and found that, you know, because they they weren't looking to buy like an equal size house. They weren't going to just necessarily like sell it and move to another area and maybe have something similar. They actually decided to go way down to, you know, a condo of some sort. And they wound up pocketing after the sale and purchasing the place. They were going to be able to pocket actually a little bit of money and add to their retirement account. So, I mean, it's still possible, even with maybe the le- you know less than friendly environment that we find ourselves in now versus just a couple of years ago. So certainly worth it to have the conversation if it was part of the plan originally. Great. 100%. Yeah. Yep. Technology. From this standpoint, I mean, holiday season, fourth quarter, scammers are always abound, but it seems like they freaking come out of the woodwork <laughs> when we get into November and December, right? Yeah, but it's, it's, there's just more activity, especially online shopping and all those kind of things as well. Right. So, you know, I like I just recently watching some of the football games in the past week or so. You know, you now have all the smoke detector 
companies out there with their commercials, you know, and probably the battery manufacturers as well, saying that, hey, you know, now that it's Thanksgiving, you know, use that as your once a year opportunity to change the batteries in your smoke detectors. Yeah. You know? So just go. That's your that's kind of your reminder, if you will. Well, I think the same thing should be said about your passwords, you know, is okay. a lot of us will, will keep, you know, password, you know, one, two, three, you know, for the last 15 years for, <laughs> for something, you know, it's, hopefully nobody's listening do, to this, you know. Do, do, you, the remember the, now. do you remember the classic spa- uh, movie Spaceballs, right? Yeah. Uh, no. and, and of course, they're trying to unlock the, uh, the, the whole thing. They're trying to steal the air from another planet and the code to the planet, you know, to the air supply is one, two, three, four, five. <laughs> Anytime anybody <laughs> yeah. says password stuff, I always think about that and giggle. It's like, let's not use that, folks. That's not a good idea no absolutely but un- un- unfortunately you know people people like things that they can remember sure, and sure. It, it becomes those things so you know i think the same way you might want to change you know the batteries around every thanksgiving around this time in your smoke detectors maybe also use that as hey here, let's do a password refresh just in case something's out there on the dark web you don't have to find out about it the wrong way yeah <laughs> yeah don't have password be password <laughs> Uh, our generational wealth considerations, Mike, again, holiday families, all those things come to light, uh, gifting conversations. Yeah. Two things attached to that. And really this should be a year round, but you know, there also is the timeliness of the holidays and also the end of the year for tax purposes. So if you want to gift to the kids, the grandkids, the church, uh, anything that you do now up to certain limits, and we can help you out with what those limits are. But, you know, you want to get that done before December 31st. Uh, you know, so that's one big aspect of it, just because it's a hard stop for December 31st, because it falls into the next calendar year, which is also the next tax year. Another thing on that also is think about your estate planning. You know, we assist clients in-house. We have a legal team we work with in-house that does the estate planning documents for our clients. So one of the things for listeners of the show here is that just make sure that your estate planning is up up to date. You know, double check the beneficiaries, make sure your wills, your trust, your power of attorneys, you know, that nothing's changed over the course of the year, because now is also a really good time while you're going to get together with family over Thanksgiving and upcoming, you know, Christmas or whatever holiday you wind up celebrating, that you're going to have a lot more family oriented time. So if that may be a really good opportunity just to kind of broach the subject about, you know, including somebody in in your estate planning, you know, as your financial power of attorney, healthcare power of attorney, or letting them know that, you know, you've made some adjustments to things, you know, only if it's in their benefit, by the way, you know, because otherwise it won't be a very good uh, holiday dinner. Right. But, but, but really use this time of year, since you're going to be around those that you care about to, you know, kind of let them know kind of what your plans are. And, you know, if you need them involved in your estate planning as an executor or power of attorney, any of those kind of things, you know, now's a good time to share it with them. Yeah. And let me ask you a quick question on the gifting side of things, Mike. Um, the numbers for folks for that, if they want to do that, is it 17, is that 17,000 this year? That you uh, can cor- correct. Yeah. So, uh, so the, to not have to file what they call an IRS gift tax form, mm-hmm. uh, which is it comes out to $17,000 per person per year. Now that can be $17,000 to 10 strangers each doesn't doesn't matter, you know, so it doesn't have to be immediate family or anything. You you can legally gift anyone and everybody up to $17,000. Now if you're married, you can give 17,000 and your spouse can give 17,000 to the same person, so that's 34,000. If they're married, you can each give $17,000 a piece plus $17,000 to their spouse. You could technically give $68,000. And is that, what's, the, what's the tax implication on that? Is 
Yeah, no, good question. So for that for that seventeen thousand per person, you know, on there, kind of starting with the basics, uh, there is there is no form you fill out. There is no tax implications on that. Doesn't go as re- reported or anything. Oh, okay. It's only if you go above and beyond that, then you have to fill out uh, what's called a form seven hundred nine with the IRS, which says I'm using part of my federal estate exclusion to gift. You know, if you want to gift your kid a hundred thousand dollars as a down payment for that, well, of course that exceeds the seventeen thousand yeah. dollar annual limit. Yeah. And all that just means is that other extra 83000 that you put on that 709 form would essentially go towards your lifetime credit for estate tax purposes. So uh, nobody still pays any taxes now. It just kind of comes off the back end if you happen to be so fortunate that, you know, you've got $13 million under current rates, uh, you know, as an estate tax exclusion. Gotcha. Okay. Well, cool. Thank you for break, uh, kind of highlighting that for me because I know a lot of times people think, you know, maybe it'd be a cool idea for a holiday gift or something instead of giving you know, uh, here's a can opener. <laughs> That's a terrible <laughs> gift, right? But, you know, here's here's actually some money to take a trip or something like that, right? We kind of want to see them have the experiences, and it's like, is that going to affect our – uh, you know, planning strategies at all. So that's some good information to know. So there's some items to think about for the end of the year planning checklist. And of course, if you've got questions, as always, again, make sure you're talking with a qualified professional like Michael and his team before you take any action at Crystal Lake Tax and Financial, crystallaketax.com is where you can find them, crystallaketax.com, and drop a line to the program if you'd like to and the team as well. And we'll take an email question to wrap up as we usually do. We've got David in Lake Forest, he says, Mike, I have a few CDs that will be maturing in the next year. I'm worried about what the market's going to do. So should I just reinvest in more CDs once they mature? I mean, I know you know bank CD rates right now, Mike, are pretty good in places. But if you look at the longer projections, they seem to drop when they're when they, if you look on the websites, various different banks as they kind of forecast that stuff. No, absolutely. And that's a function of just we're late in the interest rate hike cycle. So in September and October, the Fed or November here, the Fed, you know, paused raising interest rates, which is, you know, that they've basically been going from zero to five and a half percent for the past year and a half trying to fight inflation. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you take a look at what they call their dot plot, the dot plot is at the, <laughs> they put their economic, you know, in, implications and that they come out and they say they all put like a little dot on a on a piece of paper and say okay here's where we think rates are and all the fed governors basically said five and a quarter five and a half and then they but then they also put in 2024 2025 2026 where do we anticipate based on the data we have interest rates to go they expect them to be down around from five and a half to four and a half this time next year three and a half by the end of 25 and down to two and a half more for the long term from 2026 plus, which mm. means rates are going to get cut in half, which is to what you alluded to is short term on a six or 13 month CD. You can get some really good interest rates because interest rates are going to stay high for the course of you know most of the next year. Right. But when you start looking out three years, five years, they actually pay you a significantly lower interest rate. So what, what David, specific to your question here, what do you do with those CDs? Uh, I'm a big believer in that. Yeah, we love because we haven't seen it in 15 years, you know, getting 5% plus CDs or treasuries of those things. Mm-hmm. But that's in the short term. So what you need to do, David, depending on the, where these are, if this is money you need to buy a car or pay bills or, you know, for near term uh, lump sum purchases, by all means, keep them in CDs or treasuries. But more importantly, if this is like your IRA money, your 401k money, your retirement money that's going to last in the next 20, 30 years. You need to match your long-term liabilities, which is retirement, with your long-term assets, which means that you don't want you know your, all your money rolling over in the next one, two, three years when interest rates are half of where they are right now, because that's going to impact your lifestyle and your income. So what you want to do is say, hey, if this is a 20, 30-year retirement, 
I want to ladder this out over the course of the next 5, 10, 15, 20 plus years. I want to have something for market growth, even if it's a little uncomfortable right now, just to keep up with inflation. So once again, just always remember when you're making investment decisions, match your long-term liabilities, which is retirement in this case, with your long-term assets. All right. Great question and some great content here on the podcast this week. Thanks for hanging out with us, folks. As always, don't forget to subscribe to Retirement Success Blueprint on whatever platform you like to use. Uh, Apple, Spotify, and now Google, I believe, is merging everything under the YouTube banner. So you can find us there as well. Uh, and if you got any questions, need some help, reach out to Mike again at his website, crystallaketax.com. That's crystallaketax.com. My friend, thanks for hanging out with me. Always appreciate you. All right. Enjoy your November. Absolutely. We'll see you. Uh, you and I will chat a little bit before Thanksgiving. We'll talk some more about that fantastic food, probably. And we'll catch you next time here on the Retirement Success Blueprint with Michael Stewart. Investment advisory services offered through Sound Income Strategies, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Crystal Lake Tax and Financial and Sound Income Strategies, LLC are not associated entities. Crystal Lake Tax and Financial is a franchise of the Retirement Income Source. The Retirement Income Source and Sound Income Strategies, LLC are associated entities.